0: Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, welcome to Past Yet Present. I'm Marilyn Papp, spiritual medium and author of Love is Greater Than Pain, Those who passed share our need for love, understanding, and resolution. Together, we go from communication to collaboration. Welcome back to Past Yet Present. Last time we talked about being in so much pain and knowing that that level is not sustainable. And it isn't because the moments are always shifting. What does it mean to be right here in our pain? And what do we do with it when it's overwhelming, when it's all-consuming, when it feels like you can't hear or see anything else that's going on? Well, if you're sitting and listening right here, right now, you're choosing light, you're choosing expansion, you've already checked off this box just because you're listening, and you've aligned yourself to do this, whether or not you're looking for the support for the beliefs that are already set, whether you're hoping to glean something that will give you some insight because you just don't know what's going on out there, whatever it is, connect to your breath right now. Just take a breath because you're in this moment and this moment only. And we can think about the past. What what magnificent, things our our brain is able to do. We can picture ourselves somewhere else with our loved ones. And a high school friend of mine just passed this week, and I'm looking at the comments, you know, on Facebook, and, you know, it's how we're staying connected these days. And may her memory be a blessing. Well, we all hope for that, that our memory will be a blessing, that people will think of us and feel blessed. It isn't always the case with everybody. I do feel it's the case with my High school pal, she's quite a blessing. But, you know, are we always a blessing to ourselves, to others, even though our intention is aligned with it? Ah, they say it's so easy to get distracted. Notice how we just went right off track. But not really. They're just talking about how we do that. You can go off in your mind with this and that and oh my friend this and oh that and oh, let's come right back. We don't need to train ourselves. We just need to call ourselves back to our intention. And the intention is to stay present with our heart. And yes, there's the pain. And the pain, we can say, wow, are we going to feel that forever? It can't be sustainable. I can't breathe. I can't move. I can't. It it isn't sustainable. Again, you're only in this moment. And if you're feeling that pain, take a deep breath. Allow yourself to feel it and know that you're in a space that's safe. Hopefully you are physically wherever you are and that you're calling in help. It's okay to look up and ask for help. One thing I've talked about several times is that during this whole COVID thing, as a global family, we've looked up and begged for help, asked for help. Even people who don't believe in anything, it's like, what the hey? You know, and when we do that, especially as a collective, the spiritual realm moves in closer to help us. They are always available, always wanting to help us. We have guides, we have our higher knowing. There's our avatars and, and divine consciousness. And however you're aligned to feel the blessings from divine and align with them, as long as it's aligned with love and peace and goodness, you know, it's it's your intention. And yet here you are in pain. Whatever happened might have happened. Somebody you love is out of body. We talked about last time, resolution, allowing resolution, whether or not you can hear the voice that you're wanting to have that resolution with. You can trust, even if they were stubborn. You know, out there, you're given that. There's no way to hide. You're given the opportunity. You know, I've heard from so many people. You know what? If I could jump out here, I would because I just don't want to look at it. Well, you know what? You don't have to look at it. And hopefully nobody's jumping here and nobody's jumping there. We have an opportunity to look at it. And whatever comes in, we have an opportunity to understand, further understand our own motivations, our own personalities, our own intention, our own patterns that may jive with or may not jive with, you know, what we what we've learned and how we behave may not be a reflection of our intention all the time. And people out of body are always channeling that in, that they're learning that. But out of body, you can bet, yeah, there's resistance to doing it. But that resistance, 99.9% of the time, they tell me, is gone. It just vaporizes with the idea of being able to help us who are still here as they help themselves. That impetus, and and we talk about that a lot, we have the impetus of wanting to help them while we're helping ourselves here. And maybe we're not even in the mood for that. Maybe we're just so upset we can't even offer that olive branch yet or that help. But the thing is that even if there's resistance and shame out of body, there's rehab and there's time, and it's never over it doesn't end in terms of, okay, it's just going to, you know, I'll never have that resolution and I'm just going to have to, you know, that's what she said to me or he said that before, you know. Yeah, those are things that may be in your memory bank, they may have happened, but you don't need to be stuck in that moment. That level of angst, your heart wants to tell you and your responsibility wants to tell you, that's what's not sustainable. Being kind to yourself, well, It's hard to do sometimes, especially when we're brought up to take care of everybody and whatever it is we're taught. But what's sustainable? Peace, loving the person we love, being angry with them. Imagine what it is you would like to have be sustainable. The soul connection that's always there, whether we're thinking about it or not. Our loved ones who are out there growing, expanding, going over some old, you know what, if that's what they need to do. But they're aligning themselves and trying to figure it out. And usually when, you know, we do a whole lot of things when somebody we love transitions out of body and there's no right or wrong way, we're all so different. We might need to avoid all the circumstances for a while. We might need to be in denial. We might dig dig in and really try and sort out what the hell was in their head or ours. And that's all okay. The thing that is sustainable is love. And we don't walk away from that, even if we walk away from a loved one because we're upset and angry. Usually to have that kind of emotion, there's love there to perpetuate that. So what is it that we're actually looking to do? Feel peaceful, feel comfortable within the body, expand ourselves so that we'll be aware of the signs, align ourselves with a higher vibration so that we can resolve things in a peaceful, sweet way, and so that we're open to the birdies and the butterflies and and the sacred numerology. A lot of people lately are talking about, I get a tap on the shoulder several times a day, and that's when I look at the time. I don't wear a watch. I don't want to know what time it is, you know. Um, I figure we're here, you know, why Why measure everything? Of course, I need to know as a human who moves around in the world. But I'll be tapped to go and look, pick up the phone or go to a clock, and it'll be one, 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 two, two, two. It's a playful way for them out there to not really get into our thinking or just to alter things, but grab our attention and just say, hey, you know, we're aligned with you, we're playing with you you get to go as far as you'd like to go you know it's interesting somebody out here is saying i think i believe it's an older gentleman right here is saying you know if if a conversation is not going the way i would like it i would leave the room and i thought that was the mature thing to do because i wouldn't explode and i wouldn't get angry and i wouldn't and you know i think my family realized that maybe it was avoidance Maybe it was because, and I'm getting energy in my gut. And if you're picking that up because you would a person like this, allow yourself to feel this and identify if it fits because then you can help resolve that for yourself. Maybe for the loved one or maybe for ourselves, it's easier to avoid. And there is a lot of truth in sleep on it, <laughs> you know, let it ride for a while, give it a couple days. And usually we'll find that once we have the time to wrap the knowingness of our soul around so many things, we we come to our truth even if the mind is protesting. So if we're avoiding some of those painful things just the same way our loved ones would be doing out there, they're given the opportunity. While they can see you existing, breathing, crying, trying to figure it out, that gives them the impetus to want to move forward, put their right foot forward, that even if they're shameful, even if they're obstinate about maybe they think they're still right, whatever it is that's going on with the mind, usually for the out-of-body person, they're out there and it's all soul and all expansive. Does it mean that they forget the patterning That perpetuated some of the conflict? No, not at all. But armed with the ability to see the life review where they're actually watching their own behavior that they might not be proud of, as we say, then they're given the opportunity to see with their own parents or whoever, wherever that pattern rolled downhill, to see what happened there. So maybe the bad guys who perpetuated some negativity had it drummed into them as a child in a way that you'd want to pick up that child and hold them. And then you realize you're that child too. And you heal through the generations. That's what the whole goal of this is, to heal and let love be prevalent. They want you to know that soul groups sit and they have a lot of conversation before coming into body. And we're so brave. We know we're going to meet up with each other. Sometimes we'll meet up with each other quickly. Sometimes it it could be in in the winter of our lives where somebody comes in and goes, yep, (laughs) you know, and it's the affirmation that we are on track because somebody who's a soul companion comes in and says, yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. We've been doing the same thing. We get affirmations all the way along, but we're so brave to come into the conflict relying on the idea that love for each other will be enough to sort it all out and carry it. And so many times, please, we need to give ourselves credit, they're saying, for the many times we do that. We do resolve. We do hug before they go on their way. There are so many ways we're peaceful and expansive. And if you have a situation where that resolution wasn't there, and it feels angsty, and you don't want your loved one out there to have your last words be what resonate, and vice versa. It does not need to feel like it's written in stone that way. Yes, did it happen? Yes, it did. And forgiving, you know, you don't forget if you forgive, that that's up to you. We're not talking about forgiveness. We're talking about the juxtaposition of feeling not aligned with your true purpose and everything you want to achieve, and then all the human things, all the reasoning, all the justification that we can't and yet we want to. We're complex beings. But fear not, they're saying out there, as a soul group we come together really to help heal each other, and usually with some theme, presence, you know, not having fear, generosity, extending kindness, unconditional love. You know, so many people will come in and have challenges. It isn't like we're looking to sign up for negative things, but sometimes challenges come in of our own design so that we can grow through them and pass them. Sometimes what you see on the earth plane is what meets the eye, and very often it isn't. But what we learn from channeling is that on the physical plane, what meets the eye, that it's the end of the conversation, just isn't true. And they're kind of laughing out there because in order to continue the conversation, they're bringing in birdies and tweeties, and and a kid just held up Tweety Bird. That's why that came in. And, um, oh, I just got a hug from a really young kid. And if you're listening, mom, he brings you Tweety Birds, and you'll see that cartoon character. You'll turn around, and there it is, or it'll be in your face, or somebody will leave it there. And that's the connection to your little guy. And he's letting you know that, um, huh, he's really funny. You, you know the line that Tweety says? You know, he saw this, he, <laughs> oh, I have to be careful because I can't talk about, um, um, What's the word? Patents for for words. <laughs> I you know. I'm in channel mode. That part of the brain isn't working, so I can't do actual quotes. But Tweety seeing the kitty cat, I thought I, I thought I saw. Um, that kid loves that it's Tweety because his mom is going. I think I, I think I saw I think I saw him in the kitchen. I th- I think I felt I think I, and he's saying, yeah. Sometimes the the visions and the actual physical things they'll bring us to connect with us are conducive to what it is they're trying to get across and the whimsy and wonder of sweetness of who they are. Our friend Michaela, who um, comes in and and her favorite color is effervescence. It's so funny. I'm just going to leave this in there. When you channel sometimes the joy or whatever it is, is bigger than words. And I stumbled on effervescence because she's laughing and she's saying, she, she went into different parts of her life where something wasn't going well. She'd go, oh, with a different F and, and just like, and now it's the F is the effervescence. And that's her, her big F word. And she brings it to her parents. And what she brings to her parents are designed, designed to align with who she is and how she did that on the physical plane. We don't want to say how she was. She still is. She's not on the physical plane in the same way. But you know what? Let's just acknowledge that they might not be in body, but they're still here on the physical plane in a, a, just a lighter vibration, a powerful vibration, and one that we can fine tune and feel and they work with us with. So, where does that bring us? What are we talking about? The joy of expansion. To be quite honest, I'm trying to follow what they're saying, and I don't even, I, I'm not even able to follow the path of what they're doing. It feels like there's a whole crowd here with bits and pieces for individual people. And I'm hoping that out of left field, it will resonate for more than that one, of course, because when we share and you know when you're talking to people and especially other people who have been through things and might not be in the expanded place that you might be in terms of learning how to hear and looking for healing in that way, even as you're grieving. You know that light that you carry is contagious. And when you talk to somebody, you bring that light. And even when you don't, if you pass them in the store, something happens. Because their loved one is trailing after them and they see your out-of-body loved one. And they wink at each other and go, yep, yep, yeah, they don't hear me yet. You know how often that happens? It happens all the time. When we're walking around here in the supermarket you know, it's really funny. Once in a while, and, I, and again, I'm not invasive, but once in a while I get a tap on the shoulder to just look up and look around. And the only way I can call it, what else can you say, is that the area, the place, the room is filled thick with souls. And those souls are wanting to help us and watch over us. And it's interesting. I recall um, a young man who basically was pushing his mom to buy, she, had, she was down to two pairs of sneakers she's going to buy. And, and he's out of body, and he's pushing her to buy the blue ones because that's his favorite color. And whenever she picked that one up, she got the wave, so she bought it. She didn't know why. Because he's interacting, because she's asked for that, again, it isn't like they're peeping toms or looking to do whatever. They're aligned with us in the best possible way. They're aligned with us in expansion and healing. And if they are so angsty that they're, instead of Tweety, they're feeling like the Tasmanian devil and they're spinning, they're getting the help they need. Yes, they are, so that they can expand and look at things, because sometimes somebody who you thought might have been the most difficult case here in the physical is so appalled on a gut level that their heart didn't come out of them, that it felt like their heart was stuck for their physical life, and they don't even know why, and then they see the patterns. And then that self-love is allowed to come in because that's what's needed to be able to open their arms to embrace. And that self-love can only come when they allow themselves to love the perpetrators of the pattern. You see how, you know, joy is contagious and pain, you know, there's that saying, when we share our pain, it's divided, and when we share our joy, it's multiplied. It's really true, and yet even they want us to know that even when we're sharing our pain, they want to hold it for us. Whether it's justified or not, whether we're spinning our wheels, whether we're dancing in in something that is cognitive or not, they want to help us. Thoughts are an amazing thing. They're telling us we have access to memories. We have access to projection. And those two things, especially when somebody we love has gone out of body and we're in stark tableau, what, what, what is our life now? Everything is the before and the after. What does that mean for us? What they want us to know is, yes, we'll be living a lot in our memories and thinking about how, how we're going to put one foot in front of the other, how to redesign our lives, how to honor them. So many people, especially those who have younger people going out, want to do a tribute, and they do a scholarship, and they do something to carry that light. They they put a plaque on a bench. I've really been tuning into those names on the highway. You know, often military, sometimes not. So and so highway, and I I just look at the name, and I think for a moment oh, when that person was named. They were born, and they were given a name, and all the dreams that were hopeful, all the, and yet, you know what? Here's somebody you don't know. I'm thinking about you, and I'm honoring your birth. Maybe it matters, maybe it doesn't, but there's something in this sacredness of connection. I look at the benches out in the park that have plaque with them, and I think, you know, putting somebody's name on a bench, is that how you hold them here? You know what? It isn't about holding them here. It's reminding ourselves that sometimes we just need to sit and look outward. And it's providing someone else a place to sit and look outward. Maybe hearing and feeling and sharing the same emotion, the same angst. Maybe when you just park your ear on that bench, you're leaning back into whatever healing happened for that person and their family. We're all part of this big, expanded, and beautiful consciousness, and we can tap into it anytime. And we can tap into our loved ones. We can tap into our past, our future. So right now, we're going to tap into right now. And whatever comes up, and allowing whatever comes up, and allow yourself the safety of your loved ones, Allow yourself the safety of divine consciousness and allow yourself to go to whatever place feels good to you. Don't push it. Be comfy and breathe. And everyone's experience will be a little bit different. But here's the thing you're being rocked, you're being held, you're being loved with your own intention and bravery for doing it even if your bravery includes your heart saying, I can only go to this place, whatever it is that's comfy. But what they'd also like us to do is to drop beyond the mind and the limitations that we might have in the mind, where we say, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to meditate. I don't know. You know, it's interesting. Uh, What helped me with meditation many years ago Somebody said, just look for the pauses between the thoughts. And I thought, oh, okay, because those thoughts, they keep on coming. I think um, somebody else told me something that um, praying is talking to God and that meditating is listening. I, I like that one, too. There are all different ways to do it. Now, I personally just got a shot of energy shooting out of my right foot. Notice what's happening in your body. These bodies are beautiful, beautiful antennas. And we're allowing ourselves to take stock, release if we'd like to. If you need to relax into and feel the pain so that at that point, maybe you feel it enough, you can start to let it go or start to have some resolve about taking responsibility to look at it, maybe in a way that you would help someone else with it. Because we we tend to. Uh, and, And again, the people who aren't thinking about this, you know, are the ones that, you know, we should, if you're thinking about this, you're not somebody who really needs to. But if you're listening to this, you're looking for ways to be accountable for your own emotion and to help those who are out there in whatever way you can. So allow yourself to be wherever you are. The invitation is to drop out of the mind while honoring it and allowing the heart and gut To resonate, even as the mind comes in and says, Wow, this is cool, or says, I am not going there. Listen to what the mind is offering you. You'll get some cues. There's nothing wrong about any way that you do this. And I think that, um, at least for me and a lot of pals, worrying about getting it right sometimes gets in the way. So keep your wits and your mind with you. If you've you've relaxed that part of yourself, if you're like me and and you're doing this right, relax down and let's go to the breath. Just pay attention to the breath. You're breathing. We don't have to tell you how to breathe. You're doing it, right? You know that our out-of-body loved ones, you know there's a rhythmic kind of energetic. It isn't quite the breath the way we have the breath. And they want to just have a little aside as you're relaxing into what we're, what we're doing and where we're about to go. Think of the beauty of our physical breath while we're in body. Our breath feeds the trees. What comes out of our bodies after we eat things, it feeds the trees. It feeds the flowers. We physically are supporting the earth and its growth with our physical whatever it is our body does. It really is magnificent. I'm told to tell you that when we cry, our tears, they're part of the ocean. There's an ocean of tears. You're one, if you're a mama, a dad, a daughter, a son, a wife, a husband, a lover, a friend, a friend of me, a buddy, think of whatever it is who loves. You're part of the ocean of tears that have been cried for everyone. Whatever you're doing in the middle of the night, in the dark night of the soul, you might feel isolated. There are souls surrounding you, crying with you, maybe for you, when you have no more tears left. Divine does this with you. Divine consciousness is with you. When we come in the body, we kind of pretend that we're saying goodbye to divine consciousness so that we can catch on here have the illusion of, hey, we're in charge of everything and we're in charge of a lot, and sorting out who we're going to be in the face of maybe having less and what if people laugh at us and all the things our ego brings to the table. Aren't we brave to do that? You know, something came to me pretty recently, and I wonder if, if maybe you've done the same or maybe something similar. I kind of looked up and I chuckled and I realized that I probably asked God to throw me pretty far away so that I could find my way back and that I've spent all my time wanting to be close to divine consciousness, aligned vibrationally with aligned consciousness. What I realized was poor divine consciousness. I've been talking to God all the way home and oh boy, must get sick of me. And it's interesting, though, but that conversation is something we're allowed to have, whether it's, you know, I I personally don't think of it as an entity outside of me. Um, I think of divine consciousness as I'm connected to it. Am I talking to myself? No, I think it's the all. I think divine consciousness is all, and it's divine, and it's expanded. And I think we all have access to it. And I think there are times in our life when we feel so thrown so far from it and we can close our eyes and long for it and not know how to get there. But it's not something we need to know because it's our birthright, it's our soul right, and it's home. Notice your breath. Relax your shoulders. Feel the heart expanding. Move your head around. Let all the little pricks and crackles come out if they need to. Feel the shoulders falling back. We tend to carry a lot, don't we? And We do a lot to help let go of it, too. When we are in crisis, especially when we're loving someone and wanting to resolve, we tend to carry more in our bodies. And as we've talked about before, sometimes we'll carry our loved one's physicality. Sometimes we'll carry their symptoms. Sometimes we'll carry their anger. Sometimes we'll need to eat their favorite things for our comfort. There are all kinds of ways to heal. We clothe ourselves in a robe of light composed of the love, the power, and the wisdom of divine consciousness. We wear it not only for our own protection, but also so that those who see it or come in contact with it will be drawn to divine and healed. Feel yourself right where you are. Don't worry about how you're breathing. Don't worry about how you're doing it. Feel yourself expand. Yes, you're in your body. I tend to like to go out and fly around, but I've been learning how to stay here. Maybe it's nice to stay here if you'd like to do that. If you'd like to go out and connect with the loved ones out there, do that. Know that you're safe. Picture yourself. In a holding place, much the way you would look at, what's a good analogy for right here, right now, how we set down our phone so we could recharge, how we plug it in so our computer, our, our devices can recharge. Allow the lower part of your stomach, your back, picture your sit bones, Allow a very, very slight nothing that you can see pelvic tilt where you allow from the center of your back down, a release down and around the sit bones. Let the coccyx relax. Feel that energy. Feel that that's your groundedness. Feel your connectedness to the earth and feel the safety of your soul in your body. It's happy in your body. You might not feel that way all the time. You might want so much access, you want to get out there and play. We can do that when we meditate and sometimes when we fly around. But our breath is sacred. Let's commit to that sacred breath and staying here with that beautiful breath. As long as our collaboration with the body allows, let's align with it and say yes let your hands rest open. Feel the energy in them. You're grounded. Feel your spine. Now notice your shoulders and allow them to fall back. If you find yourself going to other parts of your body and taking direction from your own higher self or a loved one who's with you and aligned, listen to that. Let the droning of my voice be the distraction you need to relax into where you need to be in your heart. Take a breath and just feel your heart and feel the love and feel the connectedness to the earth plane. And what you have in your hands right now is the ability in your hands to connect, move forward, expand, even if your gut is feeling the angst even if your heart feels broken. You are allowed right here, right now, to charge up. Picture. Picture your sit bones and how you're sitting and if you're lying down, you can do the same. Literally being plugged in. And if it makes you laugh, that's okay. It's like falling into you know, you falling into an old chair where you're a little kid and the knees go up and you're sinking down. That's okay. Feel that. Feel the safety of being a little kid. And if being a little kid wasn't so safe, feel the energy in your hands. Feel the energy and the grounded energy in your feet as you connect to the earth. Knowing that you are the alchemist and your memories and whatever trauma you went through, yes, they're real. We don't want to tell you to negate in any way or not pay attention to the suffering. And yet, if you allow yourself right now in this very safe place to allow yourself to go back to some of those hurts, let that part of your body heal. Understand that sometime our emotion can get stuck in that moment. And what happens is, you know, when somebody told you something that, you know, how, how many geniuses and inventors and artists do we know that were told, oh, you won't amount to anything? Maybe that's the clean slate they needed. You know, maybe it's, you know what, I'll define myself that way, or maybe it's out of angst, like I'll show you. Sometimes some of the pain we went through and are going through are our highest level teachers. That doesn't mean we want to hold on to it. You can grab what you can from it. Did you disappoint someone maybe back then? Is that person out of body now? You have the ability right now to feel what you feel, how you'd like to write that. Your opportunity is not past. And here's the thing. Oh, they just grabbed on my right hand, my little finger. You have more Consciousness and ability to resolve these things than you might have previously previously thought you had in your little finger. In other words, this is empowerment. Not stamping around. Maybe you have to do that to get to that place. Maybe releasing the pain, boy, is it powerful. If we can stomp around and let it out. How brave it is to fall into someone's arms and, and cry. How brave it is, even if you can only do it with the dog. You know that our animals, and especially as they've become domesticated, they are designed soul-wise with us, together with us, to help us. That's why animals come back so many times and in are incarnated. We'll have the same dog come in four times, because they know us. They want to help us evolve, and, and they're working with us as part of their evolution as well. Sweet so think about it that way. But even the angst is part of our growth. But right now, you have protection. We've already asked that only the light that is devoted to healing be around us. You are recharging your batteries, so to speak, allowing your vibration to get higher just by being right now. Are you doing anything? Well, maybe you're pushing that thought out of the way. Maybe you're thinking of yourself as doing, you know. Sometimes I'm asked to say things to just distract you. Like right now. Remember a while back, if you're old enough, when taking a nap had to be a power nap? Remember it had to be a power... Oh, I'm going out for a walk. I'm having a power walk. So our mind decided it had to be powerful. Instead of allowing release, we're going to gather our strength and power. Hey, you know what? There's a place for that. It's wonderful. Imagine if dancers only did that and didn't just express the beauty of their soul. There's a place for both. Power nap can get you to a place where it may be feeling powerful to really take a real nap and allow yourself to float. Because when you're not thinking of doing and you're relaxing into being that's that's when the visitations happen that's when the aha moments happen that's when the pain and the neck things that are self-inflicted other inflicted that we've carried they're gone your vibration is too high to carry them and do you see how as i channel my voice and the words coming through are a distraction for your mind as you allow your soul to do and you're doing and what's underneath it is letting go of the doing because right now take a breath you're being you're being and you come here to the world to learn how to do so many things we learn how to skip and run and read and write and hug and kiss and all wonder of sweetness pet the doggies and 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 play with the ponies and And watch the birds fly and figure out how to fly. And we're going to fly too. We do so many things. We come here to be able to do. Because out of body, we are so powerful and we have access to everything. And we are expanding in our being. And we're doing on that level of vibration. But we've chosen, we pioneers in body, we've chosen to come here in body and wear our beautiful body suit, <laughs> beautiful antenna, and we've taken it on for so many reasons. We'll talk about that sometimes, why some of the specifics we've chosen and why we can think of them as challenges and or our greatest gifts, maybe separately or at the same time. But we have come here to the land of doing, and then when we understand that our time here, it's we are forever, but we're not in body forever, but we are forever. When we understand that and we're connecting to our loved ones who are out of body, who are re-remembering the forever and re-remembering that they're never separated from us and that whatever we have to resolve, we are never left buried, ever. Our mind can do that and our hearts can break. While we Ponder how we're going to do. Right now, coming back to the being, you're safe. You're expanding. You don't have to do anything. You're aligning with the highest healing. Your will, God's will, divine will, however you want to look at it, will be done because you're choosing it and you're aligning your intention. And the sweetness is. Whether you're doing it purposefully or not, you're aligning with the loved ones out of body because they don't want us to suffer. They know that the pain, of course, is there. They miss the dailies just like we do, but they're not caught in an illusion of thinking we don't exist and that we no longer care for them. When you look up and say you care for them, You're reassuring them, yes, they know we exist, but oh, how they float in the being of expansion and love when we acknowledge their being. How beautiful to acknowledge their being and our own, because in this state we can never, ever, ever be separated. And then when we open our eyes after meditation and we walk outside, Our loved one isn't in the physical body next to us. When I first started channeling for other people other than friends and family many, many years ago, and it still happens now, I'll channel for somebody, and they're smiling and laughing, and their child is coming through knowing exactly what to say, talking about what happened before they went out, and then talking about what happened since, in real time, and their parent is in bliss. And they don't want to leave the room. One guy once said, "I, I don't want to leave. And he stopped and he said, this heaven hole as opposed to hell hole. We were doing it in person. And he was equating the peaceful sweetness with the place. I watch when people leave my office, and I can feel it when we hang up the phone, that their loved one stays with them. And I often recommend, you know, especially when somebody says, tell them I love them. I'll say you just did when we hang up the phone or when you get in the car, continue the conversation. But here's the thing. Me, Marilyn, I'm in body. And when they leave, I cry because I want them to have what we all want. You know, the loved one to be here until we get it all played out the way we want. And we don't get to choose that sometimes. And yet we have choice. What are we going to do? What are we going to do now? In this expanded space that you're in right now, you recognize your need for this. What are we going to do? We're action-oriented. We're in our body. What we, can we do for them? We pray for them. We, we go and we put flowers. Some traditions, you put a, a stone on top of the stone so that when they visit out of body, they'll see that they had a visitor. That's interesting to me. It's acknowledging that they know. But then I figure they'll probably meet me there anyway. And then I figured I don't need to go there to talk to them. We do what feels comfortable for ourselves. We decide. We're empowered. Take a breath. And whatever you've been doing right now, whether you remember what you're doing, whether you got distracted or not, is just fine. If you're in this place where it feels like your body's kind of expanded and you're just in there, this sense of being, even while the mind might be going, that's okay too. What you're doing right now is making a decision to align your vibration. To rise. And divine consciousness has given us so many things to help us catalysts, like we say, the birdies, and all the sweetness out there of the physical world. You know what's really beautiful? Us in our bodies right now. One day my mother came through and I was thinking, oh, my mother would love this and I'm going to hold on to it and I'm going to carry it around and my mother would love this. And my mother just started laughing. And she says, you want to know what I hold on to? look in the mirror. That's what I'm holding on to. We don't need to be doing. We don't need to be more. We don't need to get it right. We just need to be. And that's what we're doing right now. Just feel this, whatever is happening to you right now. Take a breath. Feel the energy of your hands. Feel the energy of your feet. Feel yourself, your heart, your gut settled into and relaxed in a place of recharge, of light and love, because that exists for all of us all the time. Our soul is connected all the time, even though we're wearing this body. You think when you put on a coat, your birthday suit isn't underneath there? It is. You think because we're wearing our body, our soul doesn't exist? Or we're not in touch with it? Or it's working against us? Or it's a stranger? That's an illusion of the mind and usually an extremely, extremely bright mind as we sort it out. Sometimes the further away we feel from the truth, is how smart the mind is to take us somewhere else. That's okay, too. We came here to expand and learn on so many levels. And sometimes we need a reminder who we are underneath all the doing, all the relationships, all the love and joy and pain and expansion. Here we are. Here we are. Notice what's happening right above your head. Whether you feel it or not, you're connected. Right here, right now. And as you go about your day and your night and your life, it's always there. And people who can see it can see it. Doesn't mean it isn't there. People can feel it, can feel it. They might not see it. Or it feels. Some people who can describe them the best say they don't see it. The time of relying on our senses as defined by five is long past. We can use those senses, and I relied on them as a child, and I still do sometimes for the channeling. But our senses and our expansion, if there's someone you love and you know they're not okay, how do you describe that you knew? So and so pops into your mind, oh I have to. Oh, they just call. We're always connected. Just because you get in a car doesn't mean you don't walk on the earth. Just because you get in an airplane and you're inside that container, you're having that experience and then you'll get out of it again. You're in, inside your body and at some point, hopefully in a long, 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 long time, you'll go out of that body and be comfortable and no, but right now while you're in it, Savor it as the gift it is. It does not hold you back from access to those who haven't come in yet that are out of body and who have gone out of body. And our soul groups usually have some in and some out. And while we love each other in this parallel of expansion, it's where we're allowed to be and rest and acknowledge even when we're busy doing, this is yours. Notice that while you were doing it, you were able to hear things that were out there. You were able to be somewhat conscious if you totally were out of it. Good. There's no right way. There's no wrong way. If your brain, if you felt like a hamster on a wheel while your brain had some competitive, competitive, ah, Freudian slip there, I was going to say repetitive. But they say no, competitive thoughts. Your thoughts are competing for your attention while you're trying to just be. It's okay to look at those thoughts. They need your attention. Do not condemn yourself for wherever you're going. There's no right way. So if your thoughts are like a child pulling at you, over here, over here, over here, then that needs some healing. Let your heart embrace those thoughts. Allow yourself to think them and feel them even think about what you want to do about them. Take a deep breath and know that you are fine and your soul is connected to your consciousness, to your mind, to your gut, to your heart. And as we heal, the spiritual connection, that knowing is always first they tell us, and then emotionally we work through, and the body, of course, is the one running to catch up. We might have discomfort with our body and have problems with it as a result of our not being at ease, dis-at-ease. And we can observe that and know that even as we're healing, instead of getting mad at ourselves for the body taking so long, congratulate the body for being the lowest vibration of our package, and it's still a high vibration. But as we've healed the spiritual, the emotional, the literal vibration of the body, it's more dense because here we are. It's more solid. And it's running to catch up. Don't be upset with it. Be kind. Treat yourself as, well... Maybe the child you you weren't allowed to be. Or maybe treat yourself as the child you know you would like to nurture, whether that person is you or somebody else. It's all about expansion. Just feel where you are right now and allow yourself the knowingness. You've got this. Notice how you're feeling. If there's angst, maybe it's closer to the surface so it can work itself through. Notice the energy in your hands. Maybe you need to do something. Maybe you need to call somebody. Maybe you need to look up and talk to somebody who you know is listening the words you never said before. Maybe you need to just be and do nothing. Whatever it is, just know that this place is your birthright, your soul right, And if it doesn't feel like you're totally connecting to it and your mind is telling you how, that's okay too. It's all a process. But one thing they tell us out there, if you align your intention with love, and that is what we're doing. It will come in in whatever way needs to heal us, for whatever way and whatever manner took us a little off track to bring us our pain. And of course, out of body, we have everyone we love always. When we come in body, the reliance and the thought, especially of children, that our loved ones are there, and then the beloved kitty dies, or, you know, I don't even like using that word, goes out of body, or, you know, and then we're left with, you know, somebody happens with someone we love. It's not easy. It's not easy because out of body, we have that security, and here in body, we don't. And we don't, because they're no longer in body. But our souls, when we resonate with the frequency of our expanded and knowing soul, our soul right on birthright, we know that what we brought in with us is forever. And let's savor this magnificent opportunity to balance the doing and the being. Oh, how glorious is that? even if we're running around and we don't know what we're doing. What a beautiful opportunity. Let's savor it and keep it for as long as we can in a respectful and joyful manner. Let's honor it, the opportunity, even with the pain it brings. And know that our birthright is here with us as we're in body and let it give us strength to continue, not to rush out of body. We know that will happen, and things will be resolved in that manner. But let's give ourselves the opportunity to do this whenever we need to. And what we're doing right now, you can do on a breath. Sometimes, I'm going to repeat the mantra, and again, change it up so it feels like it's yours. But sometimes I'll do the first part on an intake breath, and the second on the outtake breath. I don't worry about the words, I just align the intention. So intake, we clothe ourselves with the robe of light composed of the love, the power, and the wisdom of divine consciousness. How sweet is that? Then we align our intention and we gift it while preserving our ability to know because we're asking with our heart. Let those who see it or come in contact with it that robe of light, be drawn to it and healed. The invitation, it ensures our safety in the light. We're taking responsibility for that light. We're sharing it in the way we can share it that our soul knows to share. When you do that, your body might not see all the light emanating from you, but it is. And the loved ones out there see it, and they feel it, and they rejoice in it. It's your healing. It's your alignment. It's yours, and it's your right. And you're not having to worry about getting it right. It is your right, however it's coming in now, however your expansion is happening. Honor that. If you'd like to go further into it, do that. Know that you're safe create the mantra of safety and invitation in the way that you feel will serve your heart and your reality and know that you are barred from nothing. You are withheld from nothing. All of life's expansion is available to you, but we are in the land of the doing and that balance isn't easy. What a gift we have to learn. What sweetness. So pay attention to your breath. And when you feel the need to come out of this, do it slowly. I'm not going to do it with you because I think some of you want to just stay here. And stay here and know that you're protected. Stay here and know that you're loved. Is it jolting to come back? No. Maybe you'll start hearing noises outside more clearly maybe somebody will be calling you to do something. Maybe it's just feeling yourself land softly inside your body. However it is, there's no wrong way. You are safe and expanded and feeling and hearing your heart. You're right here, H-E-R-E, and you can hear H-E-A-R, your soul and what it needs, right here while those who are past are present. And you're here right now, expanding with love and grace and honor. Thank you for sharing this energy in space. Together, we collaborate raising the vibration for all. I'm Marilyn Kapp, author of Love Is Greater Than Pain, and you can find me at marilyncap.com. Remember, the healing continues with those are past yet present. If you're inspired by the teachings of Dr. Wayne Dyer, you will love the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast with Nadia Dela Cruz.